You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode six of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast where I talk to Annie Loder about her running journey, including how she finds running a great way to spend time with her husband, Paul. Enjoy. Okay, I would like to welcome my good friend, Annie Loder, to Fit Mind, Fit Body today. She's been good enough to come on board and let me pepper her with some questions about her running. So welcome, Annie. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Uh, in fact, I've been very excited to talk to you because um, I know the joy with which you do your running mm-hmm. and you really, um, you know, I've seen you take it on board like, with such exuberance that mm-hmm. um, I was really excited to talk to you. So tell us a little bit about yourself first, maybe not so much about the running, we'll get into that in a minute, but who are you and what do you do and all that sort of stuff? Okay, so I'm, I'm a librarian and I work for Libraries Tasmania and I coordinate the Adult Literacy Program for Meander Valley and Longford, which basically means supporting a bunch of trained volunteer tutors mm-hmm. and um, helping them support people who would like to fill in the gaps with their literacy and numeracy skills. So anybody and everybody, short-term, long-term, um, people from the uh, culturally and linguistically diverse communities. Anybody, anybody. Wow. Hmm. So, have you? How long have you been a librarian for? I I finished. So, so all the way through my school schooling, I was told that I wasn't very clever, and um, that I probably should do something manual with my my time and. When I left school, I worked in retail, nothing wrong with, wrong with retail at all, fabulous career, but it wasn't for me. So I went back, I had a year off and went back to do year 12, which is, I suppose, the same age as I would have been doing year 13, and then went to what was the Tasmanian College of Advanced Education back in the day, because I'm wow. old. And um, I can remember sitting in the careers advisor's office and saying, kind of like to be a librarian, but I don't really think I'm quite clever enough. And she said, why don't you do an arts degree? So I did. And then this is cutting a very long story short. And then got married, failed. That was a failed marriage. Had, had the, the only thing that wasn't a failure were the three wonderful children that came out of that. And so went back to do to Charles Sturt University and graduated with a master's degree in 2000 and I can't remember, six maybe, <laughs> yeah. 2006. Um, and all the way through that study, I set myself a goal of a certain pass or, you know, a certain mark. And I told myself that when I didn't get that, that was my permission to, to stop. Wow. And I didn't ever go below that mark, so go me. I worked, go you. I worked really, really hard. 
Um, one of my lecturers, when I was an undergraduate doing my arts degree, he, he said to me very kindly, he said, there are high flying academics and then there are people like you, Anne-Marie, <laughs> hard working plodders. And I, of course, took that as an incredible compliment. That is amazing. Well, I think it is. I mean, if you can, when we're going to move on to running, then that's in, really important, actually. But yeah. 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 Hmm. So I think you think uh, you need resilience for going outside your comfort zone with, with study and career goals. Mm -hmm. And you also need it for running. Totally need it for running. Mm. So um, by setting that goal, do you, do you think that's, if you connect it with your running, like we just did, that being able to set that goal and even, you know, chunk it up into smaller pieces, you were saying with the different, you know, being able to achieve a certain um, result from different uh, projects that you were set and assignments and things. Is it yeah. similar, do you think, for how you've approached running? in that way with setting a goal? Uh, yes, 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 because initially, so when we we were on the farm, our driveway was 1.2 kilometres. Mm -hmm. So my initial goal was to run one way up the driveway to the letterbox and then I was allowed to walk home. Oh, and that, wow. that took six months because, yeah, running, ugh, yuck, who wants to do that? <laughs> Well, saying that, I think, um, so Annie, how long ago did you start running? Um, so it was about, uh, oh, it must be about 10-ish mm -hmm. years ago. Um, so Paul and I will celebrate our 12th wedding anniversary next month. Oh, and no. he suggested to me that I could wait in the car while he did Launceston Running Club and I thought that that might be really really boring because mm -hmm. I'm not a wait in the car, car kind of person just ask my children <laughs> very very impatient hate work waiting in cars so um I said oh all right I'll have a little go at this running thing and of course back in the day the Launceston Athletic Club you had there weren't these fabulous I mean how awesome to have the short distances now. You have to run those really long ways. And because I was just totally ignorant, I said to Paul, well, maybe I could come along and ride my bike with you. He just looked at me as if, you don't have a clue, woman. <laughs> but it was very, very, Paul is the, one of the kindest, kindest, most gentlemanly gentlemen there could be. And he was always very encouraging. So in those early days, um, I set myself the goal of, Oh, yes, yeah, so, sorry, I digress. So, so there was that, Paul suggesting I'd sit in the car. I was asked to be on a global corporate challenge team yeah. at work and I got very competitive, didn't I? Very, <laughs> very, 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 very competitive um, and started doing lots and lots and lots of steps. I also bought one of those Wii Fits mm -hmm. and you put a little hand controller in your back pocket and you can run with a little... Little, what are they called? Me's, mice, whatever they are. Yes. Because all the kids and Paul had a mind. You could run on the spot through all those things. And so those three things really added up to me having a go at running. And I don't know why, but I persisted. So on our driveway, you could go, you, there was the car shed, which mm -hmm. is about 200 metres. Then there was another car shed, which is about 300 metres. Then there was the silo that we kept all the petrol tank um, 
petrol stuff in. And I'm not quite sure what that was. But then there was the cattle stop. And that's New Zealand for cattle group, cattle stop. <laughs> um, and the dairy. And so I just set this goal to run up and down, up and down, up and down. And one day I actually got to the letterbox and I can remember no like like this is back in this is back in the boonies there's nothing out there on the farm not even like if you see a car go past it's a note noteworthy event <laughs> and so I can remember getting to our red letterbox and throwing my hand up in the air and saying I ran 1.2 kilometers and like where where's where's wind tv where's, where's the fan I've done this amazing amazing I remember feeling so proud of myself and I walked back, it was during milking, walked back, went into the dairy and I said to Paul, I ran all the way. And Paul is very even-tempered and he goes, he, he said, oh, yeah, that's fabulous. And I said, no, way more excitement needed. Way, way more excitement. has <laughs> done this incredible thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rambling on now. No, no, no. So that's so how I started running and... And so eventually I was going up and down the driveway mm -hmm. um, and then I'd do it twice. And then Paul said, why don't you go further? And I'm really scared of dogs. I am really mm -hmm. scared of dogs I don't know, like stupid scared. Um, so I said, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't. So he he would run with me in his flannelette oh. shirt and his jeans, not his gumboots, he put his running shoes on. <laughs> and he'd run with me and we'd run to this little bridge down a road which was 2.5 kilometres from the house and every so often he'd just go well I just need to go and check the cows over in that paddock and he goes and then he'd come back as if you know just take off like gazelle and there was I shuffling along like a little corgi yeah. so, so that that's how I started running oh so can you remember what were you thinking I got to start is one thing. Well, I guess there's the impetus to start in the first place. And it sounded like it was because Paul was um, going to, you know, starting to do things with running and like going to run yep. the club or whatever. He wanted to get back. He'd had a break from the club and he really wanted to go back to it. And because he worked so hard and I was working full time and travelling to Launceston, it takes, it takes pretty much 50 minutes or it used to from the farm. Yeah. So it was basically him saying, if you're not going to be involved in some way, I can't go and do something without you because okay. our time together is precious. Oh, oh so, yeah. so for you, it was a way to do things, to, as you said, do stuff together just because you already were doing things that were pulling you apart with work and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found it I, after after that initial shock to the body, you know, when you when everything is struggle, so hard to start, so hard to start. You can understand why people start and then don't continue because it kind of get to that point where you just go, you click over. Yeah. And then you feel better. And of course, Park Run started around about that time. And Paul was friends with Mike Spray's wife on Facebook. And I mm -hmm. remember sitting down at the computer and he had his Facebook logged in and and Carolyn had put this thing about all oh, this exciting new thing starting. And I said to Paul, oh, I can run five kilometres. Maybe, maybe go in. And I felt sick the first two times. Well, no, probably for the first year of doing parkrun, I would go 
I'm feeling absolutely ill with but, nerves. So it was the nerves that you were felt ill with the nerves, yeah. Yeah, and Paul also made me, made, Paul never makes me do anything, that's not right. Paul <sighs> suggested that we do the Westbury Fun Run around mm. about that time, been running for a yearish, I guess, and we did the Westbury 8K and I'd never run 8Ks in my life. I judged, like, I think, I think I'd got up to seven. And, of course, I didn't have a GPS, so I didn't really know how far I was running. Paul would take me out in the car and, and say, get to this tree or this gate or this paddock and that's so-and-so any kilometres and then turn around and you've done this much distance. Like, oh, oh yeah. I right. The only trouble would be is if you run down the, down the road and the neighbours were deciding to run their bulls. So you've quickly run in the other direction. <laughs> or, or, or the neighbours have this terrible habit of um, pumping their effluent pond and you'd see the brown spray coming in. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going the other direction now. <laughs> Does it sound like fun <laughs> at all? It's something to run away from. <laughs> so, so the keeping, what kept you going? Was it the fact that you got to spend time with Paul or the other things that kept you going as well? After initially getting to that level of fitness, mm -hmm. it felt so good to be fit. Like mm -hmm. I used to walk, but it's not, walking is great. I don't want to say anything bad about walking, but it's mm. not quite the same as getting your heart rate up. And I really started to feel better about so many things. And we, like Paul and I, were, were new in our marriage and that was the same time that the global um financial, financial. hit and it was it was diabolical it was absolutely diabolical the stress that Paul was under mm. um you know every day going to work and acquiring more debt just to feed and milk the cows and pay mm. the employees and we got to a point where we had hardly any staff and it was just, it was just Horrid. horrible, yeah. dark, dark days. And running became something that made me feel, it didn't, it, running never solves any problems, mm -hmm. just makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> I guess that comes into the question about what do you think about when you're running? And I guess from what you said, it, it's like lots of different things and it depends what's going on in your life. Yes, well, I really like running with friends. So through running, we've made some wonderful, wonderful friends um, and not just friends, wonderful acquaintances. And, you know, acquaintances, are, you know, that's not a deep friendship. But I think with the running community, people go the extra mile for you, um, which is really lovely because I guess... I guess I've had times when I haven't been able to go the extra mile because there's been too much crap going on in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so sometimes I feel like I'm definitely a taker when it comes to the running community, not a giver. She doesn't sit well with me. I'm crying. Why am I crying? <laughs> because you're talking about something that's really important to you. And yeah. I think that in itself um, speaks volumes. So what for do your, I you that? and for running? And I, I have to disagree with you about you being a taker, but there you go. <laughs> um, I um, 
I think about all sorts of things. If Paul and I go running, Paul has this, Paul has this terrible habit when we first start running of going, oh, oh, what am I doing? Oh, what am I doing? So I had to stop him and say, you know, your mood will transfer onto me and I'm happy that I can go out and run. So you need to stop doing that. So once he gets over the first few kilometres, which he yeah. absolutely hates, he then will chat and we'll chat and chat and chat. And then, um, so that's really nice. And I go running with my lovely friend Jeanette on Saturdays when the club's not going. Can't convince her to come and do handicap runs. She just won't do it, which is fine because everyone has a different cup of tea. True. So I like to chat. I like to chat. Um, I don't really like running so hard that I can't talk. That hurts. Like <laughs> the day when I accidentally run the first race. Of the... <laughs> that yes, I was going <gasps> towards the end, and it's like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I don't like running. Like well, you won't have to worry about that for a little while now. No. no. <laughs> so, so I think of everything, but since COVID. Um, when we were all not allowed to see each other, I I listen to music now, mm -hmm. which I really really like, and I think I must be a very old person because because I've downloaded the Breeze app and I listen to the Breeze, which is old fart music from the seventies and eighties, and I absolutely love it. All this way comes on, running and listening to music, running and singing. Yeah, nah, not singing. no, no, <laughs> humming, whistling. <laughs> Although, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess the talking to people and there's actually some studies around that I'll talk about in a minute, but, and the listening to to music, does it make you feel like, you know, those kilometres or whatever just kind of fade away all by themselves a bit? Um. Yes, yes, they do, they do. Although I was thinking, so today I did a nice run around Westbury um, and I went through the common and sometimes I don't go through our wonderful common because mm -hmm. there's lots of people with dogs off leads who don't get that other people are scared of dogs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, stuff, I, I don't care. I'm going to go through the common today. And there's a tiny, tiny little hill. You couldn't even call it a hill. But today it felt like a really big hill. And as I was running and listening to music, I thought, well, some days the hills feel hillier and the kilometres feel longer, longer. <laughs> it's true isn't it <laughs> yeah but no they do especially when you're talking like park yeah. run with Jeanette it just goes Phew. unless oh. we're unless I'm actually trying to run a bit faster and that's <laughs> a bit different very often <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that they've said um with the running and with running with people is that we are more inclined to talk about things that are really bothering us because we're not sitting opposite each other say having a coffee or whatever eye to eye that uh two people you know or three or whatever facing away from each other, like well looking in a different direction rather than uh, than yeah. looking directly at each other makes us um more comfortable with revealing our true feelings and things that are going on so we will often share more intimate things with our running friends than even say if we've got some really good friends that who we don't run with and we just you know share coffee yeah. with yeah no I agree that with that when we when Paul and I were going through um having to get off the farm mm -hmm. um my two best running buddies were mm -hmm. just the most fabulous support yeah they knew all our secrets yeah um, and everything that was going on and 
they were always so kind, mm. always so kind and supportive, and it was really awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I agree with that. So you were able to just kind of download without feeling that threatened kind of, threatened yeah. is not even the right word, but just that confrontational yeah. thing. And that, that saying what's said on the run stays on the run. Yeah. You know, there was a real sense of um, they had, they would they treated everything really confidentially. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also I think I, I would much rather go for a run on a country road mm -hmm. so than through the town. Mm -hmm. And when you're running out in the bush, you kind of, I don't know, you feel happy, calm, mm -hmm. more able to see things clearly and talk about things, I guess. So I noticed um, with my running sometimes if I have a question I'm trying to nut out, it could be something like with my business or trying to just sort my way through something. If I start the run asking myself that question, you know, how am I going to, and by the time I get to the end, I've got some solutions that I can at least try. But if I'm running by myself, I've found that I can use the running um, process or that, that just kind of mindfulness of plodding along to get, you know, from my mind to just wander off and try and solve those issues. It's a bit yeah, like plugging it into some, I don't know, supercomputer or something to try and help me solve certain things. Yeah. Yeah. When you take away, all, you know, everything else that surrounds us in our everyday lives, um, because you're just out there running, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, you've mentioned country roads a few times. Where do you like to run the most? Um, I really, really, I, I really miss where we used to be on the farm. Mm -hmm. So I learned to run on farm, gravel farm roads. Mm -hmm. So when I see a gravel road, I feel like I've come home. You know, I love running on on farm roads. It's just the best place. So so that would be my favourite place to run. But I mean, some of the some of the club runs, the the White Hills run would have to be one of my favourites. I mean, those hills are immense, but the flip side is you get to run down some hills. So that's really good. So so that would be my favourite. I do like running on the trail. So um, and I particularly love running in New Zealand because there are no leeches, no snakes, and no jack jumpers like <laughs> and I'm a sook. I'm also anaphylactic to jack jumpers, so they're not my favourite things. Um, so you know, we've done, Paul and I have done the Motutapu off-road marathon a couple of times, which goes from Arrow, uh, from Wanika, no, yes, Wanika to Arrowtown near Queenstown. Yeah. And that would have to be one of my all-time favourites. Paul's done the Tarawera 100 and they, the year he did it, they introduced to 20K the day before. So I did that and that was just magic. That was just beautiful. So, going. what is it? This, what is it you like about those runs in particular? Is it the uh, scenery? It's, the, what is the, it? It's the softness of the the tread. Mm -hmm. um, it's the challenge of the terrain. It's all the big trees. Mm -hmm. um, and being because I'm used because I have this silly habit of entering things that only really fast people enter, and then I'm always last. Whatever, <laughs> um, which I don't care. I don't. Have, it does not worry me one iota to come last. Not at all. Um, I'm usually running all on my own, and I just love. So I'm a bit of a sook. Like I said, I'm scared of dogs, 
But when you're in an event and you're running in some of those places, you know you're supported. You might not be able to see anybody, but you know someone's coming yeah. by. And, and I don't run those places Both on are. my own without yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I just I just love the bush and I love the feel of it and mm-hmm. I just everything, just everything. It's like time stops and you can just take time out from your life and recharge and nothing matters except plodding along in the bush, yeah. getting to the end. That sounds very mindful to me, like a mindful sort of practice in many ways. There's, yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Like you don't have to just be stationary and mindful of your environment. You can be very mindful of your environment while you're moving forward. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Mm. and if I'm really having trouble switching off, I've got, um, I've got an app on my phone that plays mindful music and I will play that through my head, headphones and I really quite like that listening to oh. I call it hip music. <laughs> I should have to try that. That sounds really good. I like that myself. I can imagine just running along, say, I don't know, in the city and listening to the forest. <laughs> so, you know, oh, yeah. or, or raining or something. Yes. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. My, like, like you're actually in the masseuses um, on, the, on the bed having a massage and she's playing rainforest music. Oh, that's really nice. Um, I like it. Um, okay, so I can clearly remember myself the first time I got that. I don't like to call it runner's high because I've done a little bit of study now and all the things that go on in our minds when we're running. Um, and it's not just the chemicals that happen. There's all sorts of other physical things that are happening as well as your dopamines and your um, um, adrenalines and things that are going on. Um, but I can clearly remember just that feeling that I could run forever. and. Yeah. And I, and I guess that, and you're, I don't know whether as a runner, you're always looking for that feeling again, like you're going to, oh, I need to get that kind of fit again. So that, and you don't always know when it's going to happen because <laughs> it's yeah. just the nature of it all. I just, can you, do you have that same sort of feeling about a particular run that you, you yeah. think? In, in the early days, I pretty much had a run as high after every single run. Awesome. Um because I was just so incredibly shocked that I was actually running. So like I said, the first time I ran 1.2 kilometres, I was just elated. I was elated. And every time I challenged, I took on the challenge of a new distance and managed to run it, I would be equally as elated. I probably was a pain because I'd go, oh, my God, I've run six kilometres. Look at me. I feel so awesome. Um, And around about the time that I was training, so I saw on after I started to sort of get comfortable with 10Ks, which is all I thought I'd ever run, um, I saw the point pinnacle on the the telly. So... So I, I used to call that my holy grail. That was the holy grail. If I could do that, I could do anything. So we did that in 2013 and 2014. We haven't been able to go back since, unfortunately. Children keep, kept getting married around that. <laughs> Very inconvenient of them. Um, so you definitely had a runner's high while I was training for that. Mm-hmm. I can remember 
So the first half marathon we ever did, you were there, Michelle. It was Scott Stale, and you were showing me what you were going to eat, and I was just amazingly <laughs> like you were like, I've got half a snake and I've got a jelly bean, and I can't remember what else. And I'm like, oh, what have I got? And it's like, oh, I've got a couple of jelly beans, and oh, I've got a drink. Um, and That's funny. that was on in the lead up to mm-hmm. to Point Pinnacle. So, yes, all those things had, had a run as high. And then, of course, when you started training for the first marathon, you know, you run, first time you run over 21.1. And then we, our first marathon, we were silly enough to do a 37K run. We, we don't do that anymore. We only do 28 or 30. <laughs> like, that's enough. That'll do. Um, yeah. So now the run as high is probably not... I don't know. I don't think I have them as much, mm-hmm. but I have a deep, at the end of every run, I have a deep feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Even today I ran 5Ks and I just got home and I'm always very grateful that I am in my 57th year and I can run. It's just the most, It's it's it really is a blessing. And yes, I worked hard to be able to achieve it and I continue to work hard, but I still consider it to be a gift. So how long do you think you'll run for? Forever. Thank you. That's I the right answer. <laughs> I don't ever want to stop. I hear so I, I went with the running buddies up to the gorge the first mm-hmm. time I run with the running running buddies. Took a bit of a tumble. I've got a beautiful black and blue toe at the moment. Out. And I took a tumble and I got up and started walking and was like, oh, no, everything's fine. Yes, oh, no, that's a bit hurty, but, yeah, we're fine. So I am just hopeful. And Paul has had some trouble. Paul's job now that he's been, he, met, he works for corporate and he's farming mm-hmm. um, people and he um, basically supports other farm managers and he spends a lot of time in the car. Yeah. And he's had issues with his knees and different bits. And, like... It worries me that he might not be able to run. And I keep saying to him, doesn't matter if you can't run fast. Doesn't even matter if you can't run far. You know, if we can just keep going out for a 5K run every now and then until, you know, with one foot in the grave, that I would be, I would consider that to be a blessing. Yeah, I think um, I think we both would feel that, that continuing to be able to move in that way like as you said doesn't have to be far and doesn't have to be fast that's a great um way to live your life and to ward off some of those other things that happen when when many of the illnesses and things that happen for to people as they get older seem to be as a result of the sedentary kind of lifestyle and things that come with along with it yeah agree with that agree with that but i think uh, Paul and I often have a chat about like we try and not eat rubbishy food, but I I think the more you run, you think you're going to be able to run off all those calories. Well, I don't think you can. Eat. I think once you get once you get old, you can't well, run. Off. You I can't think yeah. What do we? You can't outrun a bad diet. <laughs> I think that's true. There's um, there's actually a lot of um, science too around, you know, calories are not all equal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, the calories you get from bread versus the calories you get from, um, I don't know, a carrot or something. It, yeah, yeah. It's different and um, affects our bodies in different ways and actually does different 
processes in our bodies mm -hmm. as well. So I agree. <laughs> there, there does also need to be some kind of nutrition um, in the food that we eat. Otherwise, uh, that will also create things. You can't run, run some of that bad lifestyle stuff away i think as you get older maybe you can get away with it a bit when you're younger and your your metabolic rate is much faster or something i'm not sure but yeah, yeah. certainly not as we get a bit older no in no, our 50s really. and beyond <laughs> so annie um one of the questions i've asked everyone that i've been talking to is if you were starting running what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is say either coming back from injury and hadn't or hadn't, hadn't run for a really long time or uh, had never run then which is you know for you really not you know it's a it's a long time ago but not that long ago still in your memory when you started running what kind of advice would you give to them the things that they could do like a, yeah. just to get started so so the first thing that comes to mind, I really believe that you need to have a decent pair of running shoes mm -hmm. because a decent pair of running shoes will help prevent injuries. Yeah. Then depending on if you're a social person or a hermit, whichever way, I think park run is a really good thing to start with because you'll get loads and loads of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that you set yourself a goal and a realistic goal. You know, you can't, if you work full time and you've got a family, you can't go and say you're going to run mega kilometres or five times a week. Mm -hmm. you know, keep the goals realistic and just plug away at it. So if your goal is to run 5Ks, which most people seem to want to do, it's like run as far as you can and then run a bit more. Don't listen to your brain. Mm -hmm. you know just keep keep trying and then make sure you look after your body with rest and re and drink and eat the right stuff and put the right stuff in so you can expect your body to keep running and just if you feel like you can't keep running because it's too hard like it's mentally too tough think positive thoughts or find somebody who can dribble uh, dribble in your ears some positive things Mm -hmm. And just remember that if people like me can become a runner, anybody can. And you only have to go to a park run and talk to anybody. Like there, there are people there who are absolutely amazing and fit and fast and all that sort of stuff. But there are more people like me plodding along. So, you know, just, just don't stop. If you want to do it, do it. Get some good shoes and off you go. And be consistent. That's what I'm hearing. That, that yeah, be consistent, mm. but don't overload yourself. Mm. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't, like, yes, yes aim high, but be realistic. Yeah. So when, when we first started running and I was doing point to pinnacle, I really wanted to find a running coach, which just used to make me laugh every time I thought about it because you know, my PE teachers, yeah. Yeah, I used to have a note from school. And Henry has her period. She can't, she can't, she can't do PE. <laughs> used to have one every week. Wow. <laughs> Go you. Don't tell my mum. Don't tell my mum. <laughs> I don't know where those notes came from. Um, hated PE. Absolutely hated it. Oh no. Um, but 
you, you just got to set a goal, keep going, um, be consistent, but don't don't make it too hard for yourself. Don't set yourself up to fail. Mm. And one of the things, oh, that's what I was going to say. The running coach. What a running coach. Mm-hmm. And so we started running with Craig Boone's group, which was mm-hmm. just absolutely wonderful because I really wanted to get Point to Pinnacle done. And I can remember saying to him, we did Point to Pinnacle, that was in the November. And I said, oh, we could go and do the marathon. Look, we're already done. Let's train. And he just went, help. Shook his head and said, no, you need to consolidate your half marathon distance before you even think about a marathon. And wow. so I think, I think that sometimes people are like, oh, next challenge, next challenge, next challenge. Mm. But really just stay in like in adult literacy one of the gurus who i absolutely love she says look for the goldilocks point in somebody's learning like not too hard not too easy and just where it's just right and in in when we're helping people with their literacy it's like don't always look for the next challenge it's all right to kind of stay there where it's really nice for a while you know it's really nice and it's really nice to be able to read this book. Oh, wow, I can read this book and I don't have to get a dictionary and I don't have to get my phone out for support. I just read this book. Wow, this is awesome. And then when you're enjoying that just right spot, and I think it's the same with running, then take on another little challenge. But don't go boom, 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 five, ten, half, marathon. Mm. I mean, 100Ks, you know, look, look after your body so that your body can... Look keep, after you. <laughs> yeah, you can keep running. Sorry. I love that. That was awesome. I really like that analogy. That 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 um comes That's... from a fabulous adult literacy practitioner called Anne Bayetto, who has just stripped away, just just made it possible to really teach people how to how to acquire literacy, people who've never been able to ever learn how to read independently and spell and all that stuff there's just some fabulous methods out there now that we can use wow it's the same with I often I often think you know some of the people I deal with have never ever ever got a certificate they've never completed school never done Mm. anything and I just I really love to say do a 5k run and then you'll get a medal a medal and like, I love my medals because they're not just about this shiny thing. Oh, look at me, aren't I fabulous? Mm. It tells a story that I've trained hard, I've entered this race, I've finished it, mm-hmm. and here is this tangible thing that tells me that I'm not a quitter. Well, it comes back to that goal setting from the start too, doesn't it? Like the goal is that race or that event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you end up, um, when you cross the line, then you achieve that goal. Of course, sometimes you set goals and for whatever reason it can't happen and then you have to be very kind to yourself. That's true too, yeah. I find um, running, uh, it can be a place where you're being kind to yourself because I don't know whether it's because I'm a woman it sounds terrible because I find a lot of men have a lot of testosterone and they seem to think they have to run really fast all the time. (laughs) At least they certainly when they're a bit younger. Um, but I don't, I can say to myself, I'm just going out for a jog, you know, and so I don't, and even when I'm, you know, not very fit for whatever period of time, I can still just go out for a gentle jog. And so yeah. that, 
that kind of being kind to myself I find that yeah, that's how about, I translate that going for a run hmm. hearing Westbury if I'm running and I see somebody I know I'll stop for a chat because yeah. that's what you do I take photos <laughs> and, some, and sometimes you stop for a chat and you say quick where is someone I can chat to because I just really want to stop <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's another thing I need to take a photo of. <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. stop again. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Annie, before we close off, is there anything else about running? If you were wanting to encourage people to give running a go for their physical and mental health, really, is there anything that you would want to add to what we've already talked about? I think just one, I did kind of mention it before. Yeah. I think as you get older, if you move around, or like Paul and I, like he's in his early 60s, and I'm in my late 50s, we've married for nearly 12 years. It was with with running, it was easy to make new friends. Mm -hmm. So I think I think um, running is a way to meeting new people and forming friendships. So if anyone's I think it's not cool to admit that you're lonely. People yeah. like, it's not cool, um, but it's really, that's really stupid because if you're feeling lonely, you should be able to say, hey, I'm feeling lonely. I want, yeah. I want to meet up with somebody. I think running is a really good way to meet people, particularly park run, where mm -hmm. even if you're just trying to get into running, you can always volunteer and go out for coffee. And So, yes. Don't be lonely. Start running. <laughs> That's a great idea. And I guess people in different uh, stages of their life can find themselves, you know, whether they just had to move to a new place or, you know, they might have relationship breakdowns or whatever um, yeah. and they just have to um, change, you know. They find themselves lonely, like you said, yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. could be, you know, the kids have all flown the, <laughs> flown the nest who don't, whatever could be all, all those kind of things as well Absolutely. then um, park run is a, a really good idea i think um making it really accessible to people mm. Mm. i love it. it i wish it was here when i started running but it wasn't <laughs> i know, I know. It, park run is a, is a real pivotal thing in my i don't like to say how do you say it running success success what success career in my, in just in just helping me move forward with, yeah you know, yeah yeah. I love that. Anyway. All right. Well, Annie, thank you so much for being on board and, and joining mm -hmm. us here at the Fit Mind Fit Body. I will stop the recording in a tick and we can say goodbye off the recording. <laughs> but I really do appreciate your time. And I know that everyone listening to this will be able to pick up your enthusiasm for running, uh, which I find is infectious, even for those of us who've been running for most of their lives, um, your enthusiasm helps us to bring our enthusiasm back as well. It's amazing. So I, I really appreciate you and thank you for coming. Very nice words. Thank you, Michelle. I feel very humble. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co. And I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.